On this episode of How to Actually Change the World, we talk with Regent alumni Aaron Runzo. Aaron got his MDiv from Regent University. Today we talk about his story from wrestling to ministry. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to How to Actually Change the World. My name is Darvin Wentes. And I am Ray Pearson Ben. And we are your hosts. We are so excited. As usual, we get so <laughs> I many. I think that's just, we kind of live in that place. Yeah, we're just kind of excited. People, <laughs> we uh, are. as just general dispositions, we're excited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm especially excited mm-hmm. over the stuff that we've been doing here on the podcast. We've gotten to interview incredible people, yeah. and we are excited that you are tuning in and listening. Mm-hmm. If you are enjoying the podcast and if you have gleaned off of these podcasts and all of these awesome people please like and subscribe share with your friends hit the bell notification on youtube if you're watching there that way you can be notified every single time our podcast drops without further ado our guest today is a good friend of mine aaron renzo yeah thanks for having me on here um as you said i've known darwin for a while and um i'm just excited to be part of what you guys are doing here yeah awesome. yeah thank you for new joining friend us. of mine yeah yes <laughs> yes <laughs> um Aaron I like I said I know you for a while so uh I know a lot of a lot of things about you but the world doesn't so please tell us just something cool something funny about yourself something fun anything yeah. um well I was uh born and raised in Virginia Beach so I've been here my whole life um and uh I kind of have two different things we'll probably get into a little while later but two different things that have kind of defined my life and brought me to where I am now um one is being sports and growing up and okay um being big time into wrestling um but the other which is even greater is just my faith ministry things like that mm-hmm. um and so I'd say not too often um are those two things connected and so I think it's just cool that the Lord is using two of these passions in my life to kind of spur me on and yeah go forward yeah well you uh, are from what i understand you used to be a student here at yes. Regent. yeah yeah in the divinity program yeah, yeah. can yeah. you tell me about that um i best program that i've ever been a part of so um i'll advocate for that all the way <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so the lord um he called me to it and it was very very clear when he uh told me it was um I guess my door that was being opened to go to seminary mm-hmm. and there was never really a question of where I was going to go. It was just always, it was going to be Regent and um, just the transformation that I experienced mm-hmm. during the time in that program, um, the wealth of knowledge that uh, I was able to kind of glean off of from our professors and mm-hmm. uh, just the community. It just, everything about it is uh, so centered around the gospel, the church, Mm -hmm. and what we are meant to do to bring that message to the world. Um, And just, I've been blessed every moment of the way in the program and even since then. Um, So so I I love it. it. Can you actually recall the moment that you knew that you were called to ministry? Yeah, I I remember the exact moment. Um, So my wife and I, we've been involved uh, with student ministry for a long time. and that's actually where we came to know Darwin. We do okay. ministry with our yep. youth at our church together, and it is just a blast. It's just a big family. Um, so at the time when we were all volunteering, uh, or Nikki and I were volunteering, 
we were at a youth worship night. Um, so it was like a, a worship band was on stage and just crowds of youth were all gathered and leaders. And we were just having an awesome time, just mm-hmm. worshiping, opening our hearts to the Lord. And um, I had been going through a season in my life where I had um, was kind of in between jobs and didn't really know mm-hmm. what I was going to do, what I wanted to do. I knew mm-hmm. that I I wanted to do something with ministry. I knew I was going to do something with ministry, but I had no idea what it was um, leading up to this point. And just like that, boom, the Lord spoke to me um, in a moment and said, I'm calling you to be a pastor. And I I can still hear and feel and sense just that moment of when the Lord is speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And so I repeat that to myself daily. I bring myself back to that moment daily and remind myself that, okay, if the Lord has called me, Mm -hmm. then he will provide. Absolutely. Um, Open up the way. Yeah. Yeah. And so just ever since that moment, it was like, okay, well, what do I do next? And then the Lord opened the door for seminary. I was like, okay, seminary. And he's Mm -hmm. like, what do I do next? And he just keeps opening these doors. Yep. but it's just been uh, just an amazing mm-hmm. path, yeah. amazing ride. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your journey through seminary. I I know there were there were a lot of challenges. Mm. I mean, and a lot of things that for a lot of people would be very <laughs> tough to do. But you went through some of these things. Go ahead and give us give us some of that um, information. Yeah, I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to share everything I'm going to share, and and I want to preface it with none of this was on my own doing as far as being able to um, pursue and carry out all these tasks and responsibilities. It was all the Lord um, and just his provision. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he called me to seminary. So uh, that summer I started here at Regent in the Divinity Program. And um, one of the other open doors that was laid in front of me was to work at CBN. So I worked at CBN for a time and in their prayer center. And so I was going to work full time at the prayer center and then uh, full time at the divinity at, in the divinity program at seminary. And um, just leading up to that first day, the first day of work and the first day of seminary and just knowing how much that was going to be a big load to take on. Just my constant prayer was, Lord, I I cannot do this myself. I need you. I need you. I need you. Mm-hmm. And so it was just constantly for his provision, his guidance. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge step of faith because I was like, Lord, you've called me to this. And so that I come back to that same phrase, Lord, you've called me to this. So I know you will, you're going to be the one who does provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that was the same, that was the same uh, summer that my wife actually stepped on full time with our church. And so there were just a lot of moving pieces, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things with our schedule. So um, it was a lot. And then I'd say about a year into seminary, um, my wife and I had or a year or two into seminary. My wife and I had our first child. Okay. And so what I thought was a lot became just this tiny amount compared to what <laughs> then became ours. And I was like, oh, Lord, I that's what I was doing before is easy. Now mm-hmm. we have to take care of a child and do all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still going to school full time, uh, working full time and parenting full time, parenting full time, <laughs> yep. um, full time husband, a full time husband. <laughs> yep. And then a year from that, we bought our first house Wow. still yep. while going to school full time, working full time, having a kid. Yep. Um, and while my wife was pregnant with her second, with our second child. Wow. And so I just look back at this stuff and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like on paper, Yep. Like it doesn't compute. I don't, I don't know how we did any one of these single things. Mm-hmm. You allowed yeah. us to do like all of these. 
Um, and so just all this, this whole span of time has been a huge testament and mm-hmm. our lives, our families and my wife and I's lives yeah. to how the Lord provides and guides us. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of in a nutshell, everything he was referencing. <laughs> that's but. pretty exciting. And I know when you look in that rear view mirror oh at your life, you're like, wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. It, I'm like, oh my God. Like I, I, um, it's almost hard to like go back there because when we tend to like think of memories, we like, we try to play them out being in our own shoes. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't me doing it. It was all mm. the Lord. So it's like, mm. I can't comprehend how I did Amen. that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 They, God certainly does that kind of thing where he stretches you yeah. and then allow, you know, because I think in that time you surrender because at that point, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I can't. So yeah. I'm asking you to be big in me. Yeah. And God's like, all this time I've been showing you that yeah. you're you're capable of doing so much more when yeah. you allow me to work through you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we we have we have some some cool things to talk about in what you're doing now and where where you're going now. Mm. Uh, but before that, we need to we need to talk about your growing up and uh, oh. your your high school experience because it feeds right into this. So okay. tell us a little bit. Of, yeah, I understand you were a wrestler in high school. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you were actually doing some really big things as a wrestler in high school. Wow. Uh, I so fill I, me in. <laughs> <laughs> Before he says anything, I heard it from a birdie that you were trying to get to the Olympics as a wrestler. Uh, so oh wow, yeah. you that's were really good. Um, I, I just loved wrestling. That that's what drove me to continue on is just the love and the passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad, uh, he was a well, he still is um, like a teacher and a coach. So he's wrestled his whole life. And so he, growing up, was my coach and my brother's coach. So we had a coach every single day, every single night who was teaching us things. So every night after dinner, it w- our living room would turn into a wrestling room. Wow. Where we, <laughs> sorry, I keep it this. Your poor yeah, mom. That's all right. um, <laughs> yeah, we'd move the coffee table out of the way and we just all wrestle with each other. It was the best childhood ever. Um, and that just... That, just the passion, the love, and the community with it just drove me to want to pursue um, just more and more um, goals, I guess, to set them higher and higher and just go as high as I could. And so I can remember back even in fourth grade, um, after a few years of wrestling, um, that at that time, I, it was set in my mind that I was going to win the Olympics. Like, uh, like wow. I had a goal and that was the only thing that I cared about mm-hmm. for most of my childhood mm-hmm. was just wrestling in the Olympics and winning the Olympics. So that kind of drove me on. Um, so in high school, um, I guess I get to, I started to excel a little bit more um, and uh, won a couple of state championships in high school, uh, which then led me to go to nationals and um, wow. won nationals in high school. Wow. And um, I guess the Olympic goal or the Olympic dream had always been just that, a goal or maybe a dream of something that I was going to get to sometime in life mm-hmm. as I was a kid, anytime I'd think about it. Mm-hmm. But I can remember the exact moment in high school, the moment that I won nationals, um, I thought to myself, I froze for a second. I was like, oh my gosh, this, like now it's happening. Like mm-hmm. this is actually real. I could, I could pursue that. I could mm-hmm. do that. And so from that moment on, that's when it became a real thing. It mm-hmm. came less of a dream and more of a goal, I should say. Yeah. Um, and so that led me to um, right out of high school, 
Um, most wrestlers, if they do want to continue wrestling and have a long career, they'll go to college and wrestle mm-hmm. um, for any college team, um, Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, or whatever the division is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't too passionate about that because uh, I just wanted to go straight for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went initially to Northern Michigan University. And when I tell people Northern Michigan, they're like, oh, so you're like on the top of the mitten. And I was like, no, we are like way farther north than that. We're on the Upper Peninsula. Oh, wow. Uh, that's yeah. not even connected to the, the body, the, the main wow. ground of Michigan. And we were, the Upper Peninsula kind of arcs a little bit. So we were actually north of part of Canada. Wow. And it is freezing there. <laughs> oh, goodness. It is freezing. <laughs> Um, but I tell and you, you love the cold, right? Yeah, that was <laughs> that was probably the toughest year or so that I've ever been in. Wow! Um, but I lead all into that because they had a program there that a team that specifically trains for the Olympics while you go to school, and so it was a, it was a win win. I still got to uh, get an education mm-hmm. and train there, um, but unfortunately, I ended up um, injuring my neck. Mm. I broke my neck one or me. One or two times, and uh, more than once. <laughs> One wow. or two times. So and more so than you more broke than I want to in my life. Once, and then you decided to wrestle again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, and then and then after the second time, um, it was I, I still tried to wrestle, mm-hmm. um, but I'm so thankful that the Lord pulled me out of it because just health reasons, spiritual reasons, everything. Um, so that was just a uh, hard. That brings me into kind of a, another segue of that story. Mm-hmm. That was probably the hardest few years of my life mm-hmm. um, because this one thing that had been, um, I'd been passionate about it, but truly it was an idol. It was, mm-hmm. if there is ever an idol in someone's life, that was that was it. It was an idol in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just the stripping of that and the refining, which I'm blessed and so thankful for now, mm-hmm. beyond measure. but during the, at that time, going yeah. through that, man, that was tough. And it was literally like I was getting stripped of my identity. Yeah. And then, and then thankfully yeah. Christ filled me and he is my identity, and but. That was yeah. my question. Yeah. So did your desires change at that point? Mm. Did God reshape your desires and change your level of satisfaction for the other things that were more where he aligned you with? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of funny how that happened too, because once I had gone through this refining period and I'd finally accepted, um, like, Lord, I know wrestling is like not for me. I'm not going to touch that because that's like an, that was an idol for me. And I was perfectly content, perfectly happy mm-hmm. with just going straight ministry path, never dealing with sports or wrestling again. And I like the Lord had done so much work in me. I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I was thinking that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, that was in the past and this ministry is here now. And then um, ever since the first year in seminary, the Lord kept speaking to me uh, and he just kept telling me that something that I once loved from my past, Mm. he was going to bring back and use for ministry Mm. and just over and over and he'd speak that. And so ever since the first time I heard that, I... I knew right away, okay, I could assume that's wrestling. And that was the first go-to of sports wrestling. Yeah. But I was like, I don't want to just assume that because that's the easy go-to mm-hmm. thing. And 
if the Lord doesn't want me to go that route, then I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna go near that because that because I, I I let yeah, that control my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sat on it literally for two or three years. Didn't even. Wow. The Lord has kept speaking this for two or three years. I wanted wow. to be that sure that it wasn't wrestling, that it wasn't that but I wasn't. It wasn't just, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so after that two or three year period. Um, uh, I, I remember the exact morning I was at home. I was spending time with the Lord. And again, the Lord kept speaking this and I was praying into it. And the Lord finally confirmed. And I, I knew 100% that the Lord did want to use wrestling mm. and sports as a platform for ministry mm-hmm. in my life and our family's life. Um, and it w- and I just felt so at peace, too. Yeah. That, that, okay, I know now. Now, Lord, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that mm-hmm. exact day with never telling anyone except my wife mm-hmm. about this, um, that exact day, my brother, who also lives in the area, he texted me one, He texted me throughout the day and said, hey, I'm going to come over real quickly. I can't stay long. I have a meeting to go to, but I really need to tell you something. And he came over that very day that the Lord spoke to me and he said, Aaron, I think the Lord wants us to use wrestling as a platform for ministry. And I, I was speechless. Yeah. (laughs) I did not know what to say. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you, you have no idea what just happened. Yeah. What is happening? And so I shared the whole story and we were just like in awe of it. And it was amazing. So since that day, it has just been crazy in yeah. a good way of just how the Lord continues to open yeah. doors that I or, or my family, um, that we cannot open ourselves. It yeah. is amazing. Praise God. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> this is a good place. This we're is gonna a pick really up great spot. We're going to take a quick break and we're okay. going to get back to this and you're going to find out more about the amazing things that the Lord's doing in Aaron's life. So we'll be right back. Awesome. Think you can change the world? So do we. Regent University offers Christ-centered associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in more than 150 areas of study, including business, communication, and the arts, counseling, cybersecurity, divinity, education, government, law, leadership, nursing, healthcare, and psychology. Courses are offered online and on campus in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Learn more at www.regent.edu. Well, we're back and we just left off with Aaron telling us about a really, really cool moment, a really cool morning and and day when his brother came and told him something that was on Aaron's mind, Mm -hmm. but that Aaron had never communicated with Dustin. Confirmation. Uh, Confirmation from Mm -hmm. the Lord on this incredible, incredible thing. Aaron, you, you talked about wrestling and ministry. Mm-hmm. And you're you're saying that the Lord wants your brother came and told you that he feels like the Lord wants you guys to use wrestling as a ministry. Yeah. How how does wrestling and the gospel go together? Mm-hmm. Like it, put this put this puzzle together for us. Uh, exactly. And that is a question that we and I asked yeah. <laughs> ourselves, myself. Um, well, so the very next morning. Um, after my brother had come over and we talked about that, I was kind of in the place that you just described. Okay, like uh, we know what to, what you want, Lord. Now, how do we do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had maybe some 
um, guesses of, of what we thought the Lord was doing, but really we didn't have a plan. We didn't know how that was going to work. Mm-hmm. And so I, that morning, uh, just was spending more time with the Lord, praying heavily and deeply into it and just asking, Lord, show us the way, show us what you want, show us people that you want to connect us with mm-hmm. who maybe have resources or have the same passion. What is it? Mm-hmm. I was just praying for everything. Um, and I remember uh, not specifically coming up with anyone in mind who could help my brother and me uh, here, mm-hmm. uh, but still trusted the Lord is going to provide someone, kept praying for that. and But no one came to mind at that moment when I was praying. So then I thought, well, I'll just scroll through my phone, look through my contacts. I know there are probably some people that I used to know when I was wrestling who may have moved back to the area, may still live here. Maybe the Lord will like bring one of these people to mind. And so I was scrolling through. Uh, no one really stuck out. I didn't really sense the Lord speaking about any of these people in my contacts that I had seen. So I finally got to the very end, got the very end, was going to close my phone. And the very last contact in my phone started <laughs> just like God. <laughs> started with a Z. Um, <laughs> this, the contact said Zeb's dad. And so there, th- there was this guy that I met when I was in high school through wrestling. He was mm-hmm. another wrestler. Uh, his name was Zeb. And mm-hmm. we had just happened to be on a couple of teams together, like mm-hmm. travel teams and things like that. But we didn't even go to the same high school. He was from Lynchburg, Virginia, which mm-hmm. is like four and a mm-hmm. half hours away from where I lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so I was like, and I didn't have, at that time, I didn't have a cell phone. I assume Zeb didn't have a cell phone. So my dad had his dad's cell phone number. And that's how we would contact if, if and when we would communicate. Yeah. And so I must have gotten this phone number from my dad at some point when I did get a phone. Yeah but never used it before. And so I was like, oh, I wonder how Zeb's doing. I'm going to text his dad. I'm going to ask his dad for Zeb's number, and I'm going to check in and see how he's doing. Yeah. So I texted his dad and said, hey, and just asked about Zeb. And his, te- his response was, hold on one minute. I'm going to call you. Like It was like very blunt, like, hold on, stay there. I'm going to call you. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and so he called me, and he's like, Aaron, you would not believe this, but literally, literally, I was in the middle of praying that FCA, the Fellowship of Christian wow. Athletes, that that organization could bring uh, bring FCA wrestling to the area of Virginia Beach as a ministry. And you wow. texted me right when I was praying for the Lord to lead me to someone wow. who could bring it there. Wow. And Praise s- God. still, and again, I'm still... Third confirmation. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it still blows my mind. I, it's so hard to comprehend and mm-hmm. just yeah. take all this in. It's so amazing, overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but so we had a long conversation, apparently two months prior to when I reached out to him, he got involved with FCA in the Lynchburg area and started an FCA wrestling program. So mm. it's basically a wrestling club that is, it would, that is used for a ministry. You yeah. mm. help, you coach the kids, you help them, um, just in strength and conditioning and wrestling skills, just like any normal wrestling club, any normal wrestling practice. But you use that then to share the gospel and have Mm. discussions about scripture, about faith every single time you meet. And it just is amazing. Just hearing the opportunity and hearing what was going on with them already. And he's like, man, this has been so great for me the past few months. We need to bring this to Virginia Beach. And he wasn't even, he wasn't even (laughs) thinking about me at the time. And I reached out. So, 
So, and he was also awesome. on fire. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. on fire too. Oh and, my gosh. Um, he had had uh, like a very similar story of like how these doors kept opening up. It wasn't even him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was confirmation for him too yeah. as far as his path going that, yeah, that the Lord's doing this. Yeah. And so we met, uh, I think, the next week or so. Um, just kind of got some more information of what they're doing in Lynchburg. I got to meet the area director for FCA mm-hmm. for the whole Tidewater region here. I mm. uh, got connected with him, and we started kind of brainstorming and planning. And, uh, well, I, I use the term brainstorming and planning lightly mm-hmm. because, again, it was just the Lord laid things right in front of us. Mm-hmm. We didn't really even have to do anything. Mm-hmm. We just, just were, show up. were obedient. We <laughs> showed up and followed, <laughs> followed along. Yeah. Um, and so... We met that next week. We're like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to have a wrestling club or called a wrestling huddle mm-hmm. um, where we're going to just use wrestling uh, as a way to bring people in, to basically train them and teach them just like you would any normal wrestling club. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to share the gospel. We're going to sh- bring Christ to them and just just have the place be on fire for you, Lord. Yeah. And so the very next week, so this is... So that was one week after the mm-hmm. Lord had confirmed to my brother and me mm-hmm. that we were going to do this. Mm-hmm. So the next week we met with um, Nate, the FCA area director, and uh, um, uh, Zeb's dad. Mm-hmm. He came down to Virginia Beach. Zeb was there um, and a couple, couple other wrestling coaches. And we were like, we're all on board. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then the very next week, um, a out of nowhere again, uh, apparently a big shopping center had closed down. It used to be a big uh, farm fresh grocery store mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it had uh, gotten bought out, but the the, fac- the building wasn't being used at all. It was just vacant. Mm-hmm. And so it was either a dad or a grandfather of someone who wrestled for First Colonial High School mm-hmm. in the area owns that facility. And they told the First Colonial wrestling coach, hey, you can use this facility um, for your wrestling practice for wow. free. You can bring your wrestling mats in there and just use it as your big training center. And so my dad and I are good friends with that coach. And so he found out what we're doing. He's like, hey, we have a facility for you guys. So literally wow. in two weeks, we had done nothing on our own whatsoever. And we already had a wrestling club up and running. Wow. And and so I guess a, a couple of weeks after hearing about that, we actually put into action and got the word out mm-hmm. of where it is, what it was going to be. And man, just mm. those kids were on fire. They were like sponges, just wanting to know more, wanting to learn yeah. more. And it was Praise just something God. that wow. they had never seen before. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. never experienced before as far as the setting. It was just amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. You know, I remember, I think back to high school because FCA is a club that's in, mm-hmm. in high schools. Um, and I was part of our Students for Christ club, mm. uh, but our FCA club and Students for Christ, they, you know, were kind of, mm-hmm. they, they kind of intermingled. Um, and so I remember, you know, some of the people who were in FCA and it, it was just so cool seeing like those who are, they love their sports, they mm-hmm. love the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the desire to want to know or get closer mm-hmm. to Christ, yeah. you know, um, yeah. so that's super cool. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you think that your MDiv here at Regent prepared you to, yeah. to do the work that you're doing? Yeah, that's a great question too. And honestly, at the time, or obviously at the time when I first stepped into seminary here at Regent, I had no idea <laughs> what the Lord is going to use my experience here yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, I went through the church and ministry program. Um, within the uh, School of Divinity. 
And so I was basically being trained up to be um, a, a pastor, a shepherd, and just uh, to lead in different areas of ministry. So it was, it was great training even just to be a, um, a spiritual leader mm-hmm. uh, in the faith and the ministry setting. And I, there, not one day has gone by uh, since seminary that I haven't used any sort of skill or training or equipping that I was a part of from seminary. Um, and man, I'd say I, the biggest thing, it's not really something that you can uh, teach someone in terms of knowledge, mm-hmm. but you can more so hand it off to someone through just being together, living together, um, learning together, mm-hmm. just being in the faith together. And so I think that was the greatest takeaway from seminary was being in a community with other believers who had the same pursuit for the Lord. Yeah. And together we were able to sharpen each other mm-hmm. and, and refine each other and grow together. Yeah. And I think that produced um, in me and not only just me, but I believe every every other one who I was with, yeah. um, it helped us and strengthened us to be leaders in the ministry context that we're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you ask that question, I think the leadership side and just the shepherding aspect yeah. of being a pastor mm-hmm. really plays a big role in what I'm doing now. Yeah. I, I think also, you know, just in talking with you and I've talked to a couple of other people from that program, mm-hmm. the prayer life um, that you experience um, mm-hmm. in that program and the expanding of your prayer life. Mm-hmm. And I think that with them flexing that muscle for you, you know, yeah. it allowed you to even be in a space where you could hear from God. Yeah. Like you did. Yeah. You know, because prior to you, you know, you might not have really heard it. Yeah. yeah. And you knew it was the Lord. You knew yeah. what he told you. You were just like, <laughs> yeah. but the timing and everything was great. And you listening was so profound. Mm. And then how he lined everything up, yeah. you know. So, yeah. <laughs> all the Lord, all the Lord. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, just um, that's a big thing. That's a, that's um, I guess an area that I also grew in. Like you mentioned, was not only speaking to the Lord and being in communication, but even just the listening aspect yeah. of mm-hmm. the communication. Yeah. That was a huge area of growth for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you, this man is a this man is a man who prays. Mm-hmm. And I I can discern that. Yeah, I really yeah. can. I <laughs> and I've learned so much from him in that regard. And I think I forget who it was who said this, but if you're not praying, you're dying. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's so true. You gain so much life the same way that you you talk to your spouse every mm-hmm. single day. You wouldn't go a day without trying to talk to them at the very least, desiring mm-hmm. to talk to them. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you wouldn't be able to have that communication, you know, spouses in, in the military, you know, around the, the world and in, in other countries, stuff like that. But that desire yeah. to talk to them mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, the actual talking to them is so important. Mm-hmm. That gives you life that builds that relationship and grows it. Yeah. And it's exactly the same thing with our eternal betrothal, mm-hmm. you know, is to, to the Lord. We have to be talking to him yeah, all the time. Exactly. Amen. And yeah. I think that's exactly what is bringing the fruit for your, your FCA club, which is awesome. I, I would agree with that 100%. Um, again, the, the moment I stepped in seminary, and I think it was just the Lord bringing all of these areas of the walk of faith and the relationship with him that he wanted me to have and all these areas of ministry and life all coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, just all that together 
the Lord, as you're as you're saying, just really, really showed me what it is like to walk with Him, mm-hmm. what it is to walk with Him, yeah, and and how to do that, and and yeah, prayer, prayer, prayer is yeah was the key is the key for me um coming into it and being into a, mm-hmm. an intimate relationship with the lord yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. praise god yeah yeah uh i want to give people a chance to know where they can find you uh and find the fca club and you know get their kid involved with the fca club mm-hmm. or uh even donate to the ministry as well so where can where can people find you yeah so um i'm here locally in virginia beach um so Right now, um, we're still looking for specific locations of where we're going to have these clubs, mm-hmm. um, but there are going to be hopefully more clubs than we could count. Um, but the best place to find us, we do have uh, a little page online, so that'll be posted up here um, with the podcasts and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you can support us. You can find out more information, things like that. Um, but... As far as what we're doing, um, we're going to have clubs, uh, huddles, and um, just various uh, reaches into different sports all across the area. I know wrestling is a huge passion Mm -hmm. of mine, so we're definitely going to have an area of FCA wrestling, but we're not going to stop it at wrestling because I know not everyone loves wrestling. So we're going to be with any and all sports, baseball, football, soccer, whatever whatever is available for kids we want to mm-hmm. be there yeah. and youth and, and even uh even collegiate sports too we're not going to cap it just at youth although that is a big draw for us mm-hmm. yeah um but coming back to your question of where you could find us i'll make sure that um i give you a link yeah uh, to where to go to and everything but awesome yeah yeah, yeah. um well we have one last question mm-hmm. and we ask this of everyone <laughs> this mm-hmm. is our namesake we are How to Actually Change the World. That's the name of our podcast. Yeah. Um, so we asked this of all of our guests. How does one actually change the world? How does one actually change the world? Um, I think that there would be only one way that I could answer that. And I think it would be removing yourself from the equation and placing Lord in, the Lord in place of you. Um, so if I were to ask myself that every day, the answer would be the Lord. It would be the same thing that John the Baptist said, may I decrease so that he may Amen. increase. Yeah. Amen. Um, that would be my answer. Mm-hmm. May I decrease so that he may increase. Amen. Amen. And the Lord's going to open doors. But um, as you can see, that's been my constant challenge and path of removing myself so that the yeah. Lord can show me how yeah. to do it um mm-hmm. but the lord will if we can humble ourselves yeah yeah so. amen <laughs> that was a great way to cap it off yeah. yeah that totally we see that in your story so that's incredible well if you've been listening you're probably mind blown like we are mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. some of the cool things the lord has done in aaron's life and aaron we are so thankful that you joined us thank you yeah. so much um If you've been enjoying this, please like, subscribe, go ahead and hit that bell notification if you're watching on YouTube. That way you can be notified every single time an episode drops. That's it for today. My name is Darvin Wentes. And I'm Ray Pearson Ben. And this was How to Actually Change the World.